Hi, my name's Michael and welcome to Today Dreamer, a podcast and YouTube channel that examines the interplay between inner work and outer work. Through conscious conversations and practical walkthroughs, we'll be exploring ideas and practices to help you find a deeper sense of clarity, develop your focus and take meaningful action. I hope you love the show. Welcome to another episode of the Today Dreamer podcast. Today's guest is an old friend of mine who I haven't spoke to for a little while and we've been meaning to tee up this chat for quite a bit. He is a friend that I grew up with around my area and he has been posting photos online about his incredible adventures and journeys. So we've been trying to tee up a conversation for a little while and the time has finally kind of been right. So we've organized to have a chat and we're, the discussion topic today is really around this idea of trusting, feeling into our experiences is a common topic throughout the show, but this idea of really f- having faith in humanity, in ourselves and in you know the world and the universe and for things having the trust that you know things are unfolding as they meant to be and as they as they are and really just surrendering into the process so we we're going to be talking to Amar Camo today of Fika Crew or Fika Crew which is uh, this i guess this space that he has created um, that involve uh, that involves a little green car that makes people smile. So I'm going to let Amar share the story of that um, rather than kind of spoil it. But I do want to offer you my gratitude and offer you an invitation to engage a little bit deeper with these episodes if you are getting something out of them by um, getting in contact with me, sharing a little bit about your journey, uh, by supporting the show, subscribing, liking, commenting, anything that you can do to some way um, create an exchange of sorts where you're engaging with this stuff and you're either experimenting with the stuff we talk about or you're, um, you know, kind of engaging with the show in some way, if that makes any sense. It would be nice if you could engage so that I could feel, I guess, like, I'd, I like the feeling of bringing people along on the journey and, and, and being a part of their journey and, and vice versa. So, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, and I just want to also drop into this space with you before we begin. So, as I've been doing recently, I'm going to invite you to take a couple of deep breaths with me in through the nose, just so we can, in a sense, pause from whatever's going on in our lives at the moment and just be still for a moment, see what arises and just have a conscious breath or two. It's a nice way uh, to get into things I've found. So I'm going to invite you now to, through the nostrils, using the diaphragm to kind of take a slow, steady and smooth breath in with your eyes closed and release it just as slowly and smoothly and um, do it a couple of times with me now before we begin.
when you're ready, slowly open your eyes and let's get into this chat with Amma. How are you feeling? Good morning. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I actually woke up reasonably early, man. Um, we, yeah, Layla, Layla's got work, so she wakes up at a reasonable hour. Like, she wakes up at 7, 6.30, depends, depends what she's got on. Yeah. And then I just, you know, rise with her and, um, yeah, it's good. It is a good morning, actually. We've been trying to tee this up for a while, haven't we? And I guess you had you had Ramadan recently, and that was, like, um, obviously not the best timing with, with that, how did that go? Yeah. How did that go for you? Yeah, that was good, man. It was, um, it feels like so long ago now, like considering everything that's kind of happened, you know, in, in these last couple of weeks, months, you know, like yeah, the whole situation changing and stuff. But um, it, it's a good time. It always is a good time. It's a, it's a time to like, um, you know, slow down, slow down the pace, think, you know, take, take, take everything on board. And yeah, I always do enjoy fasting. So, and 30 days of it straight is, is quite, you know, it's, it's quite a good time to be honest. Yeah. I've been looking into, um, these, these holotropic states that we can reach in consciousness. And one of the interesting things I discovered was these rituals deep within kind of religion. And one of them is kind of extended fasting. Do you find that kind of during your kind of Ramadan experience that you that you feel different than what you normally feel kind of outside of that period? Well, I think you, uh, I think your consciousness kind of uh, uh, pays attention, if that makes sense, like to, to, to your actions and to your behavior, I think, uh, where you're entering a state where um, let's say it's more, holy or whatever you know it's like you definitely feel like um you need to try and behave like a better person and just like take control of your emotions better and and all that's you know all that stuff but like the, the fact that you're not consuming any food and water um also definitely brings you down a level um not necessarily not necessarily necessarily less energy but just less reactions and less you know you're not as hasty you're not you know snappy you know um your ego you know you kind of swallow your ego so much more than than you would when you're just casually strolling around you know simple example when you're driving you know like you're driving and, and it's just like i'll let that one fly <laughs> you know like it seems like a simple example but like you're you're not allowing negative things to come as well towards you i think that that all kind of comes through that kind of stage that you're entering physically like you know with just your body being more conservative mm. and then mentally because of the reason you're doing it you know like uh, i think yeah i i do enjoy it i do enjoy it and i think it's a it's a, it's a great thing yeah that makes a lot of sense man like if you're doing something and you're coming from you're doing it with a lot of intention and you're coming from almost like a sacred space there's it seems yeah. like you're you're respecting um you know something kind of bigger than yourself and then obviously you've got that physical aspect i mean we came from we kind of came from hunter gatherers, right? So we're not we we weren't really getting every meal every day, 
um, the way we're used to these exactly. days. And the, the body's even kind of, you know, maybe overworking the digestive system. I've read stuff about, you know, the benefits of fasting, not necessarily in kind of a spiritual setting, but um, just in general, yeah. like you see all these people doing intermittent fasting and, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're able to tap into something else. It's like a, it's like a different mode. I guess. Um, but yeah, the whole Ramadan, cause I've never actually gone through that experience. And I've obviously, you know, we've got a lot of similar friends or, or mutual friends and um, I've heard about yeah. it from a different, a lot of different perspectives, but I, I've always found it pretty interesting. Um, it's a, uh, it's a good time to kind of join the crazy fuel. <laughs> next, next one that comes around, I guess you have, you know, you do have the friends and uh, I think, uh, there's a lot of positive aspects to it that that could you know you could take advantage of regardless of faith you know so um, and yeah like it's it's something I would suggest for sure yeah um, regardless regardless I mean a lot of religions do have fasting yeah um, the, this one's a bit more uh, where you don't consume water or food from sunrise to sunset actually it's from like dawn sunset like before before the actual sunrise what do you do outside of those periods like um do you are you kind of you're not stuffing your face at night time and stuff it seems like your, your stomach would have shrunk um no well uh, the inexperienced person will do that the inexperienced person will have a hard time at night uh, when you when you break your fast um people think it's like a feast um and the, I guess the more educated you are and the more kind of, uh, it's actually not recommended you do that. Like uh, through, like, you know, uh, let's, I'm just gonna speak through like a religious way. Um, they say you, you shouldn't be overdoing anything regardless of what it is. Even in religion, they say, no, you shouldn't be praying the whole day. You know, you've got your times and that's when you pray and you know, don't overdo it. Same with food. Uh, so when, when it comes to actually breaking your fast, uh, usually we start with a, a date because it said that um, Muhammad, the messenger of God, uh, did that with a date. Um, and then depends where you are. Some, some women do cook, some people do cook a lot, <laughs> and, uh, but it's up to you to kind of conserve yourself because you're, like you said, the, the sun, stomach does shrink a lot and, and you're, uh, you're just not able to consume the food comfortably as you would. Like even a normal meal that you would have during the day is, is too much. So it ends up being soup. Um, yeah, soup and, and one meal. That's, that's what I try and limit it to. And then after that, I try and slowly fill in by snacking. And then you wake up, though. you do wake up for um, breakfast before, depends, like in Australia, you wake up at like uh, 3 a.m. or something uh, to, to start your fast, whereas here it was like 5 a.m. or something. I, don't know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you still want to get some energy for the day. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was interesting that I kind of caught you at this time where you've gone through that, I mean, kind of recently, and it's interesting how you mentioned the speed of time and, and how things, you know, this this current particular period um, yeah. it's quite strange, isn't yeah. it? It's like everyone, everyone experiences time at a different pace. Um, but it's when there's so many things going on around the world, um, and they, and they connected, um, in such a, I guess, obvious way, like what's happening at the moment, time really warps into this kind of real strange, um, place. And, and I, I think a lot of us are feeling that. Well, it's like, um, 
it's like to a degree you're i mean of course you're right for time for everyone is you know is a individual thing but uh, this situation has kind of caused similar timelines if that makes sense for everyone so you know um mm -hmm. We, me, me and you live on completely opposite sides of the world, but to a degree we have a time frame that that's kind of can be, you know, similar, like when it all slow down, when it all, you know, so that's been an interesting thing. And, and uh, but time definitely does, does pass at different rates. I mean, it's three, uh, 0309, <laughs> like it's September already. And we, we spoke, I mean, like you said, we've been trying to tee this up for a while now. And I think I remember where we were driving. I remember the location where we were driving when I spoke to you. And and uh, I remember listening to the podcast while on the road trip, you know, and I can physically, like, mentally remember, like, we were in this, like, canyon between, like, these mountains or something. And and we were listening to one one of the podcasts and, and we were on Iceland. And, and it's a weird kind of in between then and now, Feels like a week and a half, you know, <laughs> but it's been yeah, like yeah. ten months, you know. So that that's definitely been yeah, mind blowing, mind bending. Yeah, I could tell what you. I I get what you mean as well by it. We kind of it brings people to a similar wavelength as yeah. well because things that are going on, we're kind of riding the waves together in a yeah. way, whereas before it felt like a bit more scattered, like everyone's doing their yeah. own thing. This kind of brings everyone in with some universal events that kind of. You can't really ignore yeah, you know what yeah, i mean exactly exactly so, so so what's going on what's going on with you at the moment dude what's happening with um you know your tours and um like in bosnia what's the vibe like T talk to me about kind of yeah what's what your life looks like at the moment well why, life's good like life's good i think that's uh, i've kind of summed it all up with that little sentence um we've uh, we've been we celebrated our like well, it's been like one and a half years since me and Layla got married. Uh, we celebrated our second honeymoon because we got married twice. So we got married in Bosnia as well to celebrate with the family. So that nice. was like another, that, that just happened like three days ago. And that was one of those time moments where, oh, okay, so it's, it's moving along. Um, we've, been, we've been adapting to a completely different um, surroundings, um, Australia. So, like, you know, I moved from Australia and Leila moved from Switzerland, for context. Um, we got married and we came to live here in Bosnia. Um, so, coming out of those countries, coming into a country like Bosnia, has been an interesting, like, uh, nothing really negative about it. It's just been an interesting change because, I mean, country, as much as it doesn't really function well, still functions. People live their life, you know, like, life works. Life goes on. People find work and everything like that. Um, but uh, there's been uh, there's been challenges along the way, you know, adapting to people's mentalities, uh, state of mind, and, and and what's expected from people in general, like what's expected from uh, how how I'm expected to behave, at, you know, at certain places and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's been really welcoming. Um, our positive story of returning back to Bosnia has been, uh, I think. Uh, the like kind of instigator to have a lot of positive things around us happen, uh, positive people around us. So that's that's really good. That's been excellent. Um, so life back here has been great. The atmosphere, uh, 
in Feb when all, all the corona stuff started, it was um, we had barely had time to adapt since coming back from the road trip in, in December. Um, and that all hit and it was pretty tight here at, the, at that time. Like they put, put like restrictions and, and put um, curfews in place and all that stuff. So they started early and so they started early and now they're like kind of loose and, you know, like letting go of those restrictions and being a bit more lenient. Um, so right now, I mean, except for some numbers that you hear about and, you know, the necessity to wear masks and stuff, um, life's kind of going on at the normal pace it usually does, except for the lack of tourism in this country. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's kind of been the vibe here in Bosnia. The vibe's been good. Well, the vibe's been as good as it can be, really, uh, in the current situation, I think. I think Bosnians do that really well where they um, uh, pull out of a bad time and still, you know, have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely get what you mean with that. Um, definitely been around quite a few of those good times with Bosnians, <laughs> and, and it, it definitely seems like um, yeah, they've got that kind of unique ability. So, yeah, that's really interesting. So you guys were living um, in separate countries, but you both originated from Bosnia. And then you kind of, um, you know, got married and moved there and obviously starting, you know, uh, following following kind of the thing that you really wanted to do inside. And that's something that caught my attention. I was talking to this guy the other day and he was, he was telling me about, um, he was like a psychoanalyst um, from the school of, of Carl Jung. And, and he was talking about when something's kind of calling you from the inside and, and we're kind of presented at that moment with an option to, you know, like a crossroads and these opportunities kind of come up frequently in our lives. But, you know, if we don't follow the calling, then we get to some really kind of, I guess, sad, sad and, and, um, in, in a kind of turbulent places. And it feels like, you've really kind of stepped out and gone, gone for it in a lot of ways. Um, taking, you know, um, taking the woman of your dreams, getting married in, in kind of your, your mother country and then, you know, running tours um, in an awesome kind of little fiat yeah. around the country. I mean, can you talk to me about how that all kind of came about and, and what that decision was um, like? It was natural. I think that would be the best kind of answer to it. It, it felt natural to me to, to be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, we, I guess I'll just put a bit of history behind it. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, let's start like, you know, 18, 19. And even before that, like I would come on holidays here to Bosnia virtually every year with family, so from Australia. So I had a, had a good connection with this place. I lived here from 97 to 2000 as well. So I had friends from school, you know, like just, solid connection really to this country um, and constantly kept coming back on my holidays and I just used it as a base for a couple of Euro trips, you know, traveling to Italy, traveling to Spain, France, where we're not. Um, and then... Because you've got family over there, yeah? Yeah, well, most of my family's here. Well, in Europe. Mm. Um, yeah, most of the family's in Europe. And then um, just by... <laughs> I don't know if it was a conscious decision or if it kind of came to us, the little green Fiat, as you say, um, is actually a Zastava 750. So that car is like a copy of a Fiat 
by Yugoslavia um, comes into our life. Um, it's a little, I don't know, even a photo of it. How did that happen? I, huh? Yeah, well, that How happened just by mum saw it. Mum saw the car and she thought it was cute. And oh, that's a really cute car. And it was in it was in the city where, where we live, uh, where we were staying. And um, a couple of inquiries later, and next year we find found out that the guy sold it to someone else. Um, and dad just kind of went went for a drive, saw it just parked up behind the shed, offered him some money, and took it home. Um, it was in pretty crap condition, really. It was it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't working. They had to tow it. And we just showed it some love, um, showed the car some love and um, started driving it really, started using this old thing that's like, you know, now it's like 43 years old or so. But um, the car's a bit special to, to this, this part of the world because everyone has positive associations with it. Everyone associates a good life before the war, you know? So whenever they see it, everyone has a story, a positive story Oh, you know, um, I learned how to drive a car with that car. I, you know, my grandpa used to have that car. Oh, my first car was the feature, you know. So everyone kind of, and those positive vibes was kind of what like fueled everything to happen. Um, I decided to go on a road trip by myself to Croatia. I had a friend on at, like uh, with with a house on the beach. And she was like, yep, come down, you know, and that was, the, that was the car of my choosing. That was the only car I had, really. So I took it for a drive and just driving that thing was, um, yeah, man, it was amazing. Like people are waving, they're high beaming, you know, they're way... For a lot of smiles, yeah. Yeah, excited to see you on the road, you know. So you're sharing, like, you, they're complete strangers, but you're just feeding off them. And, like, for, it's, I don't know, it's maybe like a three and a half, four hour drive. The whole time, smile on my face, you know, music's on, and it's just good vibes. Uh, and then, yeah, one thing led to another, man. We just went bigger, crazier, uh, longer, and uh, the Instagram page kind of uh, started taking, you know, getting some good numbers and a good following of people. And uh, that's that's what we ended up doing now. So I kind of saw the opportunity that was kind of. You know, created also by me, obviously, but also kind of placed in front of me. So, you know, the opportunity is there and kind of just put two and two together, really. Yeah, even my mum had a story about that car. She had a big smile on her face uh -huh. and she was like, she was like, I showed her a few photos and she was loving it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it seems like it was quite an iconic car back in the day and it must be quite rare if people are having that kind of a reaction. They mustn't see one very well, often. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's present. There's a lot of them around to a degree, like but mostly packed away in garages, not being used and stuff. So mm. to see this in daily use, like now in Sarajevo, in Sarajevo, the, uh, we're not getting as much of a reaction because uh, they're used to us now, honestly, because we just drive it around. Every day. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, there he is again, you know? Uh, but yeah, of course it's still present. So yeah. Yeah. It's really nice that you can kind of, you know, help people reminisce and, and bring them back oh, yeah. to that, that special place with their own kind of memories and, and you get to kind of vibe off that. And, and yeah, I love the idea of that, dude. It's, it's, it sounds very special. And it sounds like, you know, you wouldn't have really come to this place unless you kind of followed your heart, so to speak, and, and kind of took a few chances and went with how you were feeling. And now just kind of looking at, kind of looking in from the outside at some of your adventures, it seems like they're quite 
um, quite fulfilling and mm. and exciting and and also pretty spontaneous and things are unfolding in front of you when you hit the road, which always happens, I guess, when you're traveling or when you're on a road trip. So are you, are you mainly based around uh, Bosnia or do you go all around Europe or tell me a little bit about more about kind of how you set up these trips yeah. and what you get up to so when you're driving your around? Your trips for now uh, have been like a personal kind of adventure. Um, they haven't been anything where uh, I'm getting paid to do so. We do have a couple of sponsors, which mm -hmm. is excellent, and they do help us a lot. Uh, but we've, um, we've uh, everything, like you said, is spontaneous, really. Um, considering the amount of preparation that we do, uh, everything is quite spontaneous, and we kind of let, let it all flow. Uh, our our kind of motto is have a destination, like an end goal, and then everything between will kind of eventuate and will kind of, um, yeah, uh, sort itself out. And that has proven really good and it's taken us down some amazing paths and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We uh, The first trip was to the beach and that was quite direct and, you know, considering all the other road trips was quite, you know, simple. Uh, the second trip was through Italy, so that was Bosnia through to uh, Montenegro. And then we caught a ferry to Italy, and then we just kind of did the Italy right around through Croatia, like and back into Bosnia. And that was that was excellent. That was, that was really good. Um, but we had many problems with the car and stuff. Uh, that was the first kind of first trip where we. Um, really risked it you know like there was a real risk to it because you know breaking down somewhere else like before everything all, 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 all of my things were in place you know there was no um insurances there was no road covers nothing you know so just kind of yeah going out out on you know a limb and it was so worth it like everything that happened happened for a reason and, and we worked through the problems and stuff um yeah, I'm sure you've grown so much from that trip. And then if you kind of compare that to just kind of staying in one place, yeah. maybe the St. Noble Park, for example, in <laughs> Melbourne, not not moving yeah. and, and then you have, you know, a much more comfortable kind of setting, but you're not really being pushed around and, and challenged and you don't come out of that with, you know, now you've probably got so many more life skills and stories and yeah. um, different ways of looking at the world. You've experienced different cultures. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it says something about kind of stepping out of the comfort zone, I think. Yeah, look, the comfort zone is comfortable. I'll agree. <laughs> I have my, on, on the road trip, my comfort zone is actually back in the car. If, uh, so if we're traveling and we hit up a new city and it can be, you know, draining on a person to constantly be on the road and constantly move and pack, unpack, pack, unpack and all that stuff. And my comfort zone is when I sit in that car and start driving again. And it's always a positive experience for me to be traveling to the next place. I really do enjoy that where I'm actually moving to the next place into the unknown. And it might sound pretty scary to someone that unknown and, and actually like kind of uh, not knowing what the next destination is. But I think that's where I find my comfort zone and in a, in, a, in a weird kind of parallax, my comfort zone is my kind of getting out of my comfort zone, you know, like going to that next place and then seeing that next place. Um, so I definitely don't like to st stagnate too much. I, I don't like to spend too much time in one place. Um, so that definitely grows you as a person, like uh, 
traveling across borders. You know, I think, I think Melbourne's got this ability to kind of, I mean, just like any other place, allows you to stereotype people on not even, on, not even your own kind of experiences, but like the conversations you've had with others, be it, you know, like nationalities or, you know, immigrants from different countries, you know, like as multicultural as, I, as of course, Australia is, and, and it is amazing. There's always that, those stereotypes I think you develop as a person. And traveling, that was my main thing where I completely lost those stereotypes and, and towards people while traveling. And that was, that was a really good one. That was a really good lesson that, that I learned through all of this. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big one for sure. Yeah. I'm just kind of drawing parallels between this idea of um, stepping out into the unknown and kind of, you know, it's good that I think, I think that that's kind of a skill that seems for me anyway, personally, that it kind of, you build on that over time and the more you do it, maybe it doesn't get less scary. It still seems mm. pretty scary for me, but it seems like it, you kind of, you, you recognize patterns, you recognize your own patterns and oh, I've been here before and I can do this yeah, and, exactly. you know, and maybe I can approach this in a way that I did last yeah. time, but there's definitely a sense of the uncertain at the moment with all this Corona business. It feels like, you know, where there's like this imminent financial collapse and, and the climate crisis is, that's going on and um, all this Corona propaganda and everything that's kind of shifting in an unusual way. Yeah. No one really knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And there seems to be a really interesting parallel between that and, and one of these experiences that we're talking about. Well, yeah, I think uh, how I deal with, with that situation is um, like I always say, like I'm human, you know, like I'm a human being. I, I really have this faith in, in people that uh, it was a crazy place. A lot of bad stuff does happen, I agree. And, and there's a possibility it will happen. Like you never know, right? But that's never stopped me from kind of believing in in the better, you know, the better half or whatever you want to call it, like with people that will come out and lend a hand. Like if, if I've broken down mm -hmm. somewhere, people will come out and, and help me. It doesn't have to be, you know, nine out of 10, you know, it can be that one person and that's all you need really, just that one helping hand. And if you can't solve it, obviously the issue yourself. So I think even in this time where people might be scared and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an unknown. <laughs> Everyone's out of their comfort zone at the moment, you know. I still think that, you know, people will come and lend a hand to, to another person if, if it needs to be done. And, and that's, that's definitely helped me along the way. Like, I feel like in a bad situation that, like we do come across bad situations traveling with a 43-year-old car. It breaks down, but the stories I could tell about people lending a hand and going out of their way to help you as a person. Like, I think obviously the feature as a car is attractive. So, I mean, we get, <laughs> it's kind of cheating. People help us, you know, they kind of, they're, they're kind of magnetized towards the car already. But at the end of it all, you know, you just kind of have two people, you know, one's helping the other. Like that, that's always been kind of my um, safety net to the fear that, I mean, last year before we went to Iceland with this car, you know, of course I had my doubts, man. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I'm all confident. It's all going to be good. Like, you know, you take into consideration where you're going and how dangerous it could be and everything. But you take it a, a day at a time, you know, solve one problem at a time. I, you know, I wasn't thinking about 
10,000 kilometers, I was thinking, okay, today I'm covering 60. You know, tomorrow I'm covering mm. 20. You know, if I have to 150 kilometers, I think that's a very, very good way of dealing with issues and problems. I mean, one step at a time, you know, if you're going to be taking on, I'm not going to travel 10,000 kilometers in one day, man. <laughs> so, and that, that kind of helps me, helps me with most situations like in life and, 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 mm. and even this situation right now. I mean, especially because you don't know what's going to happen. You know? Like, mm. unfortunately, we're not in control of this. Like, be it pro- propaganda, be it real, be it, you know, other, regardless of what it is, you know, like, uh, I'm not here to, you know, send my messages or whatever, all that. But regardless of what it is, we little, I think we literally have no control over this ex, you know, external situation. So it's it's an individual kind of battle for everyone to, to deal with it. That, 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 that's how I see it, really. Yeah, I really feel what you're saying, dude. And it's it's a beautiful thing to point to that, that essence of human nature that mm. really kind of, you know, that we're really here for one another at the end of the day. And I really think when things go really shit, you know, I don't really feel like people turn on each other as much as we might like to believe. I think there's always, as, as that, movie there's always going to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's always going to be that kind of person out there that's going to be willing to help you. And that's the kind of thing that I know personally that I want to promote in, in my community, my relationships yeah. is this kind of reciprocal kind of helping hand where you're not really looking out for yourself, but you, you, you're asking yourself, how can I, how can I look after other people and how can I help other people in need? Because, you know, if that, that kind of goes around and if you can, if you have some kind of a community where we all look after each other, I think then there's not really anything to be worried about. And this, these, these, this idea of, I I love the idea of kind of not thinking, you know, 10,000 kilometers ahead of, of yourself and, and kind of looking at that in a perspective of life and just kind of like you said taking it one thing at a time what's next what am i up to at the moment and what can i really focus on because i think that's where you know a lot of the time anxiety is drawn from this kind of illusion of the future this kind of you know um focusing on anything but what's in front of us i agree 100 um i think uh, a lot of times i mean i could not have predicted any of this, my relationship with Layla, my marriage, my you know, moving, my an Instagram page called Feature Crew that's going to give me so many connections, big friends, jobs. Uh, you know, like this wasn't a part of the plan, Michael. <laughs> and this was yeah. Uh, this was taking it a step at a time and thinking positively, and and um, and you know. It's how do I put it? I'm I'm not saying it's all external. Like obviously I had a con- control over it, but I think it's it's definitely kind of letting things flow and then just you know deciding which path runs your way. But definitely not people. Some people can't run and work like that. I understand they need you know direction, like serious you know like plans and everything. But I personally can't. So I I enjoy living my life the way it is and. And, you know, uh, just yeah, taking a day at a time, I think, with the final destination, like, you have to have goals. I, I, I do understand that, but, um, you know, doing s- steps towards those goals, but not kind of, I don't have to achieve everything by the end of this year. Imagine, imagine, imagine I put a timeline on this year, like, let's say 2019, 
as a lot of people said, they were looking towards 2020. Mm. They were like, oh, you know, it does sound beautiful, mm. doesn't it? 2020. A lot of plans have completely collapsed in on themselves because of something you had absolutely no control of. And if you... Yeah, I, 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 I get this idea of kind of uh, leaning into life or leaning, falling back into life with a sense of trust yes. and, and faith without rather rather than kind of i guess we tend to try to control things and it's easy to slip into that pattern i've seen it in myself pretty often you know like trying to control where we're heading and and what's going on and um it it does seem like there's a there's some kind of a higher power at work and people have different names for it and, and, and people believe in different things you know but it definitely seems like there's something else going on and this idea of kind of trusting that um and trusting that you know everything that's happened to you as Marcus Aurelius puts it, it's, it's like, it's, it's meant to happen in that way. And all the things that you see as bad, or usually they tend out, tend to be the, you know, the biggest kind of, um, most significant moments in your life. But I, I I just want to bring this kind of full circle again and, and kind of maybe link back up to what we were talking in the beginning. And that is this idea of, um, Ramadan and fasting and, and, looking at things with a certain sense of um uh sacredness mm. you know how do you think um just to kind of tie it up how do you think that like your faith is linked in with this because it definitely seems i can feel this sense of faith from you through life through these journeys adventures and and also you know um with with your beliefs yes. um well i guess i guess to explain um my beliefs and, and where I lie at, at the moment and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a personal kind of topic that I don't think should be so personal. I, I like uh, once, I think once you're at the level in your faith where it's not as personal to talk about it, I think you've done something really good for your faith kind of thing. Mm. Um, so like, I'm, I'm a firm believer, like I believe in Allah, you know, um, so I'm Muslim. Uh, I try to pray as much as I can. I don't pray the full five, like every day, you know, like, um, whereas I know I should. So that that's kind of an ongoing battle of mine where, you know, I'm, I'm attempting to. Um, What's the full five, sorry? Is that like praying five yeah, times, five times a, a day? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. So the, the praying five times a day, that, that's one of the pillars of Islam and you have to, mm. to to be to call yourself a Muslim. You really have to pray five times a day, regardless of uh, how you feel towards it. Um, mm. But in a sense, it's such a gift as well to have those five prayers. Like it's such a meditation. It's such a you know switch you 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 put on life. It's. I mean, I wish I was more organized to do it uh, mentally and read. I don't know. I, I need to work on that 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 part I'm working on but it's definitely the the wish is there um before when we were talking about uh the good in people you know like uh that you know people will show their good side and and all that stuff um one of one of the how do i put it one of the personalities of uh, a muslim person uh is said that one of how to put it one of the biggest things that we're put on this earth to do is actually help others so as a as a as a as a muslim like my job kind of here on earth right now as much as it is to be a good muslim and look for the afterlife and you know um is actually to be good to human 
human humans you know like to help out in any way be it uh, education be it knowledge be it you know physically helping be it financially helping like all these things are rooted into this religion where <laughs> if it was followed correctly like you know there would be definitely some some improvements in this world um i think about that often that whole being good to others like that, that's a big part of my religion um and i think that that kind of links it links it up to a lot of the things that i have had happened to me in the past where i kind of say alhamdulillah which you know like thank god um you know a lot of people have helped me on my journey you know like people that i never expected anything from you know they kind of and i feel like if you put out you'll get it in return as well. Like if, if that's the kind of vibes that you give out to people, you'll get them in return as well. So it, it could be a beautiful circle, you know, like where you're good to someone else and they're good, you know, towards you. And I mean, and yeah, through, through, through those characteristics as a human being, I think I'm, I'm largely connected to, to Islam and, and, and being a Muslim. Um, and that's, that's been that's been a cool journey for me like having that faith obviously in god but also in humanity kind of thing is is really i've, I've met people where unfortunately they've had you know bad things happen to them in life where they've lost that faith in in, in another person in another human being and i see that and i feel bad for them like i i you know, not that I pity them. Obviously, life's taught them some lessons where you know they're a bit cautious and stuff. And I mean, um, it's it's a scary thing. But I feel sad that it's not that they're not feeling that trust towards another human being as much as I am. Like I think that that's a big one. And I think that faith mm. can can do that for a person. And I've I've definitely taken that leaf out of the book. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, faith is, it seems like it's a vital part of, of, of what's kind of, um, what can help us move forward, you know, having this belief mm. that things will be okay, having this faith, you know, in some kind of a higher system of things and, yeah. and this kind of, I guess, just just feeling like um, coming back to this this state of service where we're really figuring out what we can do to serve mm -hmm. rather than kind of take yeah, yeah, yeah. seems to be the way to go from everything that i've read and experienced and and it's it's like you said earlier it's beautiful how these unexpected experiences unfold when we're able to kind of fall into that um i'm i'm keen dude i'm keen to kind of join you on one of these adventures because <laughs> i feel as though we would have a would have a good time man like driving around this little feature and and kind of making people smile and, and just mm -hmm. kind of seeing where the road takes you, you know, you mentioned Iceland and Italy and, and these kind of crazy, um, beautiful places. It, it's just, yeah, obviously now's not the time, yeah, but I'm sure at some be. point we'll, we'll be, um, we'll be hitting the road for 100%. sure. Yeah. Maybe just let me know how people can kind of find you and let us all kind of know how we can jump on the adventure with you if people want to follow along. Yeah. So, I mean, through the conversation, I mentioned uh, like a few times the Instagram profile. Uh, that's where most of my connections and, and uh, that's where most of the action happens. So uh, if it's just a feature crew on Instagram, so F-I-C-A, FICA, and then crew, C-R-E-W, feature crew. And um, 
yeah, we're pretty active. We post as much as we can. We do interesting stories about traveling locally now in Bosnia. So kind of uh, we're sharing Bosnia with the world. Um, you know, still pe people to this day have a bit of a negative kind of association with the country. Fair enough, I understand. Uh, but we're trying to break some of those walls down. And there's been some amazing trips that I've done just here, like, you know, an hour away, two hours away. Like, I mean, I know the situation is a bit crappy now and even an hour away is too far. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, we've been sharing some good stories, like good vibes, and I hope people join in and, you know, join the fun and uh, write to us and stuff, always reply and, yeah. Yeah, man. I think I don't think I've met anyone actually. I don't know why you're saying that. Maybe there's a lot of people out there, but everyone I've met that's been to Bosnia, man. I guess it's different if you've been there or you've just heard about it. But every single yeah. person loves it, man. Like really loves yeah. it. Yeah. So well, that's for the people that don't know it, and they don't, uh, you know, like it'd be like in Melbourne. Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Bosnia, and they're like. Uh, is it safe down there? You know, like they still don't like that. That's what I'm getting at. Of course, people that do come get a sense of what it, what it's all about, and hopefully uh, they understand why I moved here. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, dude. All right, we'll definitely kind of spread that out there, and and hopefully, um, you know, people will get in touch, and and you'll make some more connections through this. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm also just because I just talked about um. Instagram now posts and stuff. Might as well share this little setup. <laughs> yeah, share it, share it along, and and kind of let everyone know what's happening. I think it's a good way for people to, you know, if they're locked down in their homes, to kind of travel a little bit with you, um, even if it is a couple of hours away from where you are. You know, it's there's something nice about um, you kind of sharing a little bit of travel during this kind of lockdown period. Uh, you wouldn't believe the messages we get. Uh, you know, like, oh, thank you so much for this. And, and I mean, I, I do photography and videography. Like, that, that's what I've kind of concentrated on coming to live to Boston. Mm. And, um, like, I, I do make an effort to, to kind of make it as pretty as possible and as, as cinematic as you can while posting stuff on a story. You know, I try and, try and kind of paint, paint a little bit of a picture of my destinations and everything. So, um, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys it. <laughs> cool, man. Just like, I hope they enjoyed our chat. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thanks thanks again for coming and, and doing this with me. Hey, it's been a pleasure. We should catch up regardless. Like, just, just have a chat because we have history and, like, obviously we have a friendship from before this. So, I'm definitely keen, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank you for tuning into this conversation with Amar Camo. If you want to get in touch with Fika Crew, there's an amazing Instagram page, as Amaz mentioned, where you can follow along and live vicariously through his adventures, um, which you know really brings a sense of joy to so many people. And I'm sure wherever you are, whether you're locked down or um, whether you're out and about, I'm sure you know because of the restrictions in the current time and the difficulty to travel, um, you'll find a, a joyful moment or two by by kind of engaging with what he's up to so i invite you to do that there'll be links in the description and the show notes wherever you're watching or listening and yeah i'm inviting you to have a little bit more trust in your life that things will unfold and that everything's kind of the way it's meant to be and um everything will be okay and um yeah thank you for tuning in 
and I will catch you in the next episode. Be well.